Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, uh, recently, um, the Guttmacher Institute, or I guess it's good, is it Guttmacher or Guttmacher? I, I, yeah, it depends on yeah, on, on where, you where you're up. from. Uh, yeah, yeah, where um, you grew up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we'll leave that to our listeners to decide. Yeah, tomato, tomato. I believe, yeah, I believe it's Guttmacher. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that. The Guttmacher yeah. Institute just released a, its most recent report on abortions in the United States. And the number of U.S. abortion declined by 7% uh, between 2014 and 2017. And the abortion rate also dropped um, significantly, a 7.5% decline during that same time period. So this was actually the lowest abortion rate and number of abortions since the, since the Supreme Court ruled on Roe yeah. versus Wade in 1973. So certainly very, very good news yeah, from a pro-abundant yeah. life perspective, yeah. seeing fewer abortions happening and seeing the abortion rate also dropping significantly. But there was a couple aspects of the story um, as as the media covered it, mm-hmm. uh, that were uh, we feel left out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, given short shrift by both the media and kind of the pro-choice activists who, yeah. you know, are trying to explain what's going on there. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. All right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that I think that one of the you know is one of those things where. You know, I, I think when we were looking at one of the reports, they were talking about the fact that, you know, the, the percentage of decline in abortion um, mm-hmm. was was not a result of laws that mm-hmm. um, were more restrictive. Right. So, yeah, they, so essentially so, they were saying, yeah, pro-life people were sort of taking credit for yeah. this decline by pointing to uh, restrictive abortion laws. Yes. And that's, you know, but but it wasn't actually because of that, that the abortion rate. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what they were trying to argue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, frankly, when you look at the number, I can't remember the specific yeah. statistic off the top of my head, mm-hmm. which we probably should get. Yeah, right? it actually is. No, it's uh, the date. It actually shows that 43 percent of the, the number, decline yeah. in abortions since 2011 actually occurred in states that passed abortion restrictions. Right. And they, they sort of spun it and said. And they said none of it was yeah. right, or none of it was, or fifty-seven yeah. percent of it was 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 not in states, right. so it doesn't matter. But yeah. wait, hold on a second, yeah. nearly nearly fifty percent of it was in states yeah, yeah, as, yeah. that was that had more restrictive abortion laws, yeah. and so you know that perspective was really one that was sort of missed in, in missed mm-hmm. in the narrative and trying to use some other things. So it's clear that more restrictive laws mm-hmm. uh, contributed on, contributed in in some um, in some way uh, towards uh, towards this decline. Uh, as well. And we certainly, from our perspective, know that that uh, the work that we're doing at CareNet and the number of folks that come into our, our pregnancy centers every single year mm-hmm. and are, are at risk for abortion and are met with a team of you know Christ-loving folks yeah. who offer them compassion, hope, and help has also had a significant uh, impact on the decline, the decline in, in abortion as well. And I think some of the, the studies certainly, the reports rather, try to really minimize uh, yeah. the impact of, of that. I mean, it's, it's almost not even brought up by anyone, yeah. Fr- frankly, on both sides, which is sort of weird. Um, yeah. There's maybe a mention here and there uh, right. from some folks on the pro-life side yeah. about the impact of pregnancy centers and maternity homes and these other things. But most of the conversation is really focused on politics and, yeah. and legislation and things like that. And clearly it plays a very positive, that can play a very positive role. Uh, but the pro-choice side in particular really just doesn't want to give pregnancy centers and other options like that yeah. any sort of credit. Um, 
we're we're very used to seeing them attack us, ignore us, minimize us, yeah. whatever it takes to sort of try to convince the public that we don't matter, um, that we're lying to people, um, yeah. and that there's no impact. But if you but, just look at our numbers, I mean, 700 and we've actually CareNet affiliated pregnancy centers in the last 11 years have saved over 748,000 lives. Yes, from abortion. Uh, we've provided in the last five years about $220 million in free services. Yep. And of course, about 1.5, 1.6 million gospel presentations, right. yeah. which is a transforming thing, which is because we don't want repeat clients. Unlike abortion clinics who do. don't have a That's concern about repeat yeah. clients, we don't want repeat clients. Right. Our, our our call is um, is based on the call of Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. Christ said, come as you are, but don't stay as you came. That's right. In other words, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So mm-hmm. we're not a we're not a consumer based retail business Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're a covenant building relationship focused ministry Uh, and so we want people to be transformed uh, as well in terms of what in terms of what we're doing and that's part of the story that never gets told the folks that you come in have been offered compassion hope and help uh, bring their child into the world Mm -hmm. and then walk with Christ so that they're not at risk for abortion in in the future and it's interesting because if, if you really you know if you really on the pro-choice side, and you, you certainly, you know, have an issue in terms of how many abortions there are. You know, a lot of times pro-choice people try to sort of have a conversation that says, gosh, we, you know, maybe maybe we don't need as many abortions as, as, as we have. The reality is the only answer to that is for people to be transformed. So mm-hmm. they're not walking right. in, in a way in terms of how they're living that delinks fatherhood, motherhood, sex, and marriage, and God's designed for those things in such a way that puts them at risk for abortion. And that's really our 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 um our objective mm-hmm, you yeah, know a, a transformation yeah. in a life yeah, um, that yeah. that's part of this and obviously as you do that then the abortion rate goes down because mm-hmm. people are less have, are less likely to have um unplanned pregnancies right. which means they're less likely to be at risk for abortion yeah so so as little as the media and and and, and well, many in the media and and pro choice activists want to give credit to pro life legislative efforts they're yeah. even less willing to give any credit to pro right. pro life, you know, care and compassion efforts, yeah. such as what CareNet does. And so, just really interesting to kind of see how the media tries to, or at least you know, the more pro choice media tries to deal with news like that. Yeah, um, and that, and there's an irony there from a pro choice perspective because you know there's a there is an overlap between pro life and pro choice people. Mm-hmm. In, in this, that you know, if you're a pro-choice person, essentially what you're saying is, look, I don't care which choice a woman makes as long as she has the right to make it. And, mm-hmm. and what are the choices? Either birth or abortion. So, if on the pro-choice side, well, I mean, on the abortion side, you're trying to remove obstacles to abortion, mm-hmm. waiting periods, let uh, finances, anything. You want to re- remove all of those obstacles to abortion. But if you're truly pro-choice. You should also want to remove obstacles to birth. In other words, a woman who's facing an unplanned pregnancy wants to bring her child into the world, but is facing obstacles. As a pro-choice person, you should be just as interested in removing those obstacles as you are in removing the obstacles to abortion. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, guess who's interested in removing those obstacles? Pro-life people are. So essentially, they should be celebrating abortions that are not happening because people – because women who are facing unplanned pregnancies – want to bring their child into the world, facing obstacles. And there's someone out there removing those obstacles Mm -hmm. because that's actually part of their worldview, even though, candidly, they're not actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I just actually realized something else as we're sitting here. So the the, the pro-choice folks that are, you know, quoted in these articles basically are trying to 
minimize the impact of pro-life legislation and basically saying that these restrictive abortion laws actually didn't have anything to do with the decline in abortion. Right. But if they think that those laws are a bad thing, right, these restrictive abortion laws are a bad thing, wouldn't they actually want to say the opposite? Wouldn't they want to say the reason that there are so fewer abortions is because these women are living in states where they weren't allowed to have abortions. Mm -hmm. And if only if they were allowed to have abortions, they would have had the abortions and the, the numbers wouldn't have declined as much. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, essentially, because yeah. they, they obviously don't like these restrictive abortion laws. Right. And so you would actually think that they would play up the impact of that. And, 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 right. And, and, right. And they would essentially say the only reason that these women didn't have abortions is because they weren't allowed to. And they would have had abortions otherwise. But they live in these restrictive states. Right. Which if you're mm -hmm. if you're have that perspective and you're truly pro-choice, mm -hmm. you should have a problem with that in the sense that that means that there would be some women mm -hmm. who um, wanted to bring their children into the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they got the support that mm -hmm. they need. In other words, mm -hmm. you should be celebrating. Mm -hmm. You should be celebrating the fact that they got the support to bring their child into right. the world right, right, right. as opposed to just bemoaning the fact that they didn't have access to an abortion because mm -hmm. you actually want women mm -hmm. to bring their child into the world if they want to bring their child into the world. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's, so it's sort of this double mindedness because I can I can sort of imagine that on the one hand, you would not want to give pro-life advocates any credit for the decline in abortion. Right. But on the other hand, you wouldn't you you don't want to. Um, you, you don't want to sort of recognize the impact that these laws can have. Right. Um, yeah, because it, it's, you, a, it's a weird conundrum. It's that you're because serving, you yeah. really should be because, again, you can't you should be celebrating the decline in abortion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're pro-choice. You yeah. Right. Because that means there are women who faced an unplanned pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Obstacles were removed and they were able to bring their child into the world. Mm -hmm. You should be happy about that mm -hmm. if you're pro-choice. Now, if you're right. pro-abortion. Pro yeah then you would not. Right, and right. particularly if you're looking at abortion purely from an economic perspective yeah. in terms of your business model, yeah. then just like Burger King or Wendy's or anybody else who sells burgers or whatever, if there's a decline in beef consumption, mm -hmm. you're not going to be happy about that. Right, right, right. No, exactly. <laughs> right? So, so it's, yeah. a very, it's a very odd kind of thing, and it really exposes, to, uh, to your point, you know, yeah. some of the double-mindedness here. But yeah. uh, kind of leaving on this point, look, the, the decline has a lot of different reasons, mm -hmm. but the reality is that, you know, there are so many women out there who are um, facing an unplanned pregnancy, facing obstacles, mm -hmm. want to bring their child into the world. And, the, and there's a tremendous amount of support that is needed mm -hmm. for those women. That's right. And that's really what CareNet's all about, offering yeah. compassion, hope, help, and discipleship to those women. Yeah. Like Christ said, come as you are, but don't stay as you came. We yeah. want to walk alongside those those mm -hmm. women and men uh, as disciple makers. Yeah, because as good as the news is, there's still going to probably be nearly 900,000 abortions yes. this year. And uh, so there's a lot of work to still and be done. And we don't have a unborn child or yeah. mother or father to spare, Absolutely for sure. Not. Yep, so we're going to just keep on working at that. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more Pro Abundant Life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.